Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Let's pray. God, I thank you, Father. You know exactly where we are in our journey of faith. And um, God, I pray that you would speak to us in a powerful but practical way today. God, I thank you that your desire is for us to be successful in the life that you've given us. And we thank you, God, that we would see that in your word today. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Well, you can start to feel it, right, in the air. It's the Christmas season. And um, Christmas is uh, such a special occasion. Uh, All the uh, Christmas movies, the, the singing, the decorations... Uh, the songs that you hear over and over and over again. Um, I don't know. The food, of course. But I think what really makes Christmas so special is the giving. Christmas is, to me, all about giving. I, I think it, at least it should be about giving. We celebrate God giving the greatest gift, which is Jesus, and we give gifts to each other. And we give gifts to those in need, and we even have a mascot in the person of Santa Claus that goes around giving gifts as well. So I would say the big takeaway from Christmas is the concept of generosity. We see generosity towards friends and family. We see generosity towards strangers during the Christmas season. And we see generosity between God and man. So what can we learn from this season? And what can we apply to our lives to make it better? I want to learn and I want to apply the best parts of Christmas to my life. So I've entitled this series, The Christmas Lifestyle. Look at somebody say, The Christmas Lifestyle. Um, If we apply the best of Christmas to our lives, I believe we can live the Christmas lifestyle. When I was younger, um, to me, the focus of Christmas was all about receiving. I don't know, probably that was you too. Um, just the, what happened on Christmas morning and the anticipation that led up to Christmas morning and ripping these boxes and this wrapping paper apart like I have lost my mind. <laughs> Christmas was all about receiving. Um, But now as I get a little bit older, a little bit older, I'm not that old, um, I've realized that uh, my perspective has changed, right? And now it's not so much about what I'm receiving, it's more about what I'm giving. I actually get a lot of joy, and the greatest joy that I get during the Christmas season is giving. It really brings me joy when I see my kids open their gifts, really... Um, gives me great joy when I see my wife open her gifts. Um, and so my greatest joy has become giving. Now, if you had plans to give me gifts for Christmas, go ahead and do that. That's fine. Um, but my greatest joy has become giving. And even we see what Scripture tells us in Acts twenty thirty five. Um, it said it's more blessed to give than to receive. So when I think about what Christmas really means it's a time of generosity. Whether you're looking at the mascot, Santa Claus, 
or you're looking at our creator and the greatest gift ever given, which is Jesus, we see the theme of generosity emerge. We see the theme of generosity repeated. And so it helps us to begin to shift our perspective to see Christmas for what it really is or what it should be. I think one of the hard things for um, us to do sometimes is make that leap from receiver to giver. Um, it's easy to receive, if we're honest. Um, it's harder to give. It's easy to cling to life. It's harder to lay it down. It's easy to hold on to things. It's harder to let them go. Some of you know this by uh, um, personal experience because you, you just keep stuff and keep stuff and keep stuff and your house looks like you keep stuff and keep stuff and you keep stuff. Looks like a TV show of hoarders. <clears throat> I believe in letting things go. I believe in letting things go a lot. Uh, there's beauty in purging. There's beauty in giving. Um, but I don't know about you, but God is always challenging me in the area of giving. And it's not just at Christmas time. It could be at any time of year, it seems that as soon as I get settled in and comfortable, God will stretch me in the area of generosity in new ways. In this way, we see that he wants us to experience Christmas or the theme of Christmas in every season. Um, he wants us to experience the intention of Christmas time in every season. And that, that sounds really nice, but actually it's, it's uncomfortable. And the thing about God is he never promised to make us comfortable. He promised to lead and guide us in paths of righteousness. He promised to save us and redeem us. But he never promises to make you and me comfortable. He's a comforter, which means he will comfort you in difficult seasons that you go through. But his overall desire is not to make you comfortable. It's to make you and I grow. Why? Because comfort is the enemy of growth. If you get too comfortable, you're going to stop growing. So God wants to make you and I uncomfortable so that we can grow. And sometimes God uses giving and generosity to make us uncomfortable. Sometimes we'll come to church on Sunday and we'll hear something that makes us uncomfortable. Sometimes we'll open up the Bible and we'll read something that makes us uncomfortable. God will make you uncomfortable to cause growth in you. So if I tell you that God wants you to experience Christmas all season long, all year long, it sounds great, but it's actually an uncomfortable thing. The moment that you feel that you've arrived, that there is some degree of rhythm, God steps in and breaks that rhythm up and says, be generous. God stretches us to give of ourselves of our talents, of our resources. He asks us to give in new ways or greater ways than we've done before. So are you ready for that? Are you ready for the Christmas lifestyle? You know, because in the natural, Christmas is, is it's a really intense season. It's a great season, but it's an intense season, right? You're going from this thing to that thing, this party to that party, got to go buy uh gifts for this person and that person and this, this family member and that family member, naturally speaking, it can be exhausting, right? The thought of trying to keep natural expression of Christmas going all year is exhausting. But 
from a spiritual perspective, from a spiritual standpoint, it's possible that God could give us an attitude of celebration and generosity throughout the year. What if I told you that God actually wants to supercharge your life to be able to be generous on every occasion? That's exactly what scripture tells us. In 2 Corinthians 9.11, he said, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those in need, they will thank God. You will be enriched. This is God's plan. You will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. That sounds like the Christmas lifestyle. God wants us to live at this place. God wants us to be able to be generous on every occasion. There's a place of celebration and generosity that God wants to get us to and help us get our heads wrapped around because it's part of who he is. Generosity is part of who he is. John 3.16 tells us that for God so loved that he gave. For God so loved that he gave. His love caused generosity. I want you to think about for a second the, the story of the fish and the loaves, the miracle of the fish and the loaves. It's a perfect example of God's gener generous nature. Not only did God supply nourishment and resources for these 5,000 men and their families, but there was ample food left over. Why? Because God is a generous God. Godly generosity always brings abundance. Godly generosity always brings abundance. God is an over-the-top generous God. And when this and other miracles happens, we always see more than enough left over. And Jesus moved in this generosity and abundance as well. There's no circumstance that Jesus entered that he did not leave it better than he found it. Every situation that he entered, he always left it in abundance. There was abundance of joy. There was abundance of healing. There was abundance of resources when he showed up and things were broken. Things were messed up. People were sick. People were hungry. But when he left, there was more than enough healing. Food, resources, wine, whatever that was needed, there was more than enough abundance, generosity. So Jesus made sure that there was more than enough. And that's a way that God, that God gives to us. It's the principle that he wants to teach his children. How to apply generosity to our life and how to live the Christmas lifestyle. Here's one of the greatest things about generosity. I, I want us to, to get this. It is, is why, and this is why God wants us to live in the state of Christmas throughout the year. And, and not necessarily the tree or the Christmas lights, but the Christmas spirit, right? God wants us to be in the mind frame of Christmas throughout the year because generosity is the pathway to abundance. Generosity is the pathway to abundance. So when we're generous, we can't help but prospering. That the opposite of true, the opposite is true when we're stingy, we end up with little, little to none, right? But when we're generous, it's God's way of taking us on a path to abundance. Prosperity is a byproduct of generosity. 
Generous people always end up with more than enough. The devil doesn't want you to know this, but generosity causes, it's a pathway to abundance. Stingy people end up in poverty. Step back for a second and think about it. People that are always trying to nickel and dime, they end up in poverty one way or another. And people that are generous end up prospering. Don't believe me? Listen to what Solomon said. And of course, Solomon was, if you go back and look and research, he was not only the wisest person, he was the most wealthy person that ever existed in history. In history, nobody, the, the, the Rothschilds, anybody, he was the most wealthy. But this is what he said, Proverbs eleven twenty four. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. God wants us to experience the joy of Christmas time. God wants us to experience the joy of generosity, not just to benefit others, but to enrich us, to benefit us. Prosperity is a byproduct of generosity. And Jesus gives us this insight in Luke 6, 38. Give and you will receive. Your gifts will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. I want you to think about that for a second. See the running over part. He said, what you give will be given to you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, like, to push it down. Have you ever tried to make space for more? And so you, like maybe you're eating ice cream. Right. We'll give you a happy thought. Right. And you you want to make room for more. And so you kind of you push it down so you can get one more scoop on. Right. But that's not it. He says. But then after I push down, then I'm going to it's going to run over anyway, even though I compressed it and pushed it down. It's still going to run over. It's going to fall into your lap. The running over, when you give, your gift will be returned to you. But when it returns to you, God multiplies it so it overflows when you receive it. Then there's an abundance of more than enough. What happens when you have more than you need? You're actually more likely to give to others again. You're more likely to be generous again. So generosity leads to more generosity. That's why you see that generous people, when they tap into that principle, they become more and more generous, and it snowballs. Because God, God is a multiplier. And when we, we really start to understand that, he's going to take whatever that you give him, and he's going to multiply it and give it back to you. Right? Whatever that you give to him, he's going to multiply it and give it back to you. Whatever you give to church, whatever you give to those in need, if God leads you to give, God will multiply it and give it back. This is the power of generosity. I've been blessed to learn from some very generous people, and I've observed from their life that there is no lack. And I started to practice this generosity in my own life, me and Pastor Corinna, and we, the more we would give when God said give, the more that would come back. Press down shaking together, and overflowing. If I ever start to see lack in my life, I start looking for an area to give. Because there is somewhere that God will say, give. 
because God wants to unlock the abundance in your life. But how does the abundance get unlocked? By generosity. So whenever you see lack in an area of your life, follow this principle. Ask God, where do I need to be given? Because Proverbs, let's look at it again. Proverbs eleven twenty four: give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. I saw this example of generosity in people around me growing up. And I said to God, I want to understand generosity. And I think God wants us all to understand generosity. He wants us all to learn how to be generous so that we can be a blessing in every season. How many would like to be so blessed that you could be a blessing to others around you in every season? And that's a different level than just being able to be a blessing to others in some seasons. I want you to think about that for a second. I didn't say who would like to be a blessing in some seasons. I said who would like to be a blessing to others in every season. And that's essentially what Paul is talking about in 2 Corinthians 9-11. You will be enriched in every way so that you can always. Somebody say always. So you can always be generous. God wants us to be able to. God wants to elevate you to the place to where you can be generous always. How do we become enriched in every good way? It's a cycle. The Bible tells us about this cycle. Give and it shall be given. Give and it shall be given. I'm going on a cycle of generosity that continues to elevate me spiritually it continues to elevate me right in the natural it's a kingdom principle give and it shall be given give and it shall be given give again and it shall be given again it's a kingdom cycle and we can all be part of it and we can all live that christmas lifestyle it was said of abraham in genesis 12 that he would be blessed to be a blessing to everyone imagine how blessed you'd have to be to be a blessing to everyone. He was living the Christmas lifestyle. Maybe he was the first Santa Claus figure. Said he would be blessed to be a blessing. I think from the very beginning, God started off with this concept and this thought. The Bible says that we're the spiritual seed of Abraham. So we are like him. God wants to bless you and me so that we can be a blessing. He wants to bless you and me so we can be a blessing. How many would like to get blessed so that you can be a blessing to others? God wants to make you a Santa Claus. I want us to have this, this motivation behind Christmas all the time. Maybe not the Christmas decor. You're probably going to need to eventually take your tree down. Probably going to need to give those Christmas songs a rest till next year. But to have the spirit behind Christmas, to have the Christmas lifestyle, and understand what God did and the pattern that God has. John 3.16, for God so loved that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave. I want the spirit of generosity to be upon me and to be upon all of us so that we can grow in the good things of God and experience 
the abundance of God as we help others around us. Let's pray. God, I thank you. Father, you know exactly what we need to know in every season of our life to help us grow, to help us level up, to help us take advantage of the opportunities that you've opened up. God, so I pray that you would touch our hearts. God, we want to be blessed, not just for us, but so that we can be a blessing to others. God, help us understand how to be givers like you are. Help us to understand how to be generous like you. And it's not just about finances. It's about our time. It's about giving of ourselves. So ultimately, that's what you did. You gave everything. You gave your words. You gave healing. You gave joy. God, let us be givers. Let us understand, God, how that we can operate at a higher capacity of life. God, I thank you, Father, for what you want to speak to us and what transformation you want to happen in our lives. And maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. I, I know we're talking about a maybe a different topic, we're talking about generosity, but... I have been disconnected in my faith, and I need to reconnect. I need to reconnect to God today. I, I, there's something in my heart that's just reaching out, wanting to make that recommitment. Or maybe you say, Pastor, I, I don't know if I've ever really made that commitment. I've been around religious things. I've been around. I visited church. But I need to say yes to Jesus. I want him in my life. If either of those are you, just slip up your hand. I want to pray for you today. I don't want to end the service without giving you the opportunity. If that's you. Slip up your hand. I want to pray with you right where you are. Amen. 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 If you slipped up your hand, I want you to pray this prayer. And everybody that agrees with this, you can say this prayer too. Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Thank you for taking my sins away. Thank you for giving me a new life. Thank you for giving me eternal life. I receive your free gift today. Thank you. And I'm sorry for the moments I strayed, for the moments I sinned and failed. Apply your perfect work of the cross to my life. Wipe away my sins. Give me a fresh start today. I need you to lead me. I need you to guide me. I need you to show me the way to be more like you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Come on, let's give God the praise today. Um, I'm going to invite Pastor Corinne up to the stage uh, because we are getting ready for um, your favorite season. Um, how many people were at the gala on Friday? Wasn't it awesome? Um, well, this is your favorite season of the year, and it's, uh, I would say, mine as well. Not just because of Christmas time, but because of New Year's and what New Year's represents to us. Um, at hope. It, it represents 
us starting a new year and what God is going to do in that new year. And we have an opportunity to come together and celebrate what God is going to do in the new year. And we, we, God gives us a word and God gives us a theme for the new year. And we also, we plant a first fruit gift. And so um, I just want to encourage you today as we're starting to get close to New Year's to begin to pray and say, God, what would you have me give? Because I believe that we should move into 2024 with intentionality. We should not just move in and say, okay, well, I'm just going to take it as it comes. I'm going to roll with the punches. No, I want to move into 2024 with um, a declaration of faith. I want to move into 2024 and say, this is what I believe God is declaring over my year, and I want to take it by force, right? That's what Matthew, uh, the book of Matthew, Jesus says, take it by force. And so we want to receive what God has for us in 2024. How many believe that God has great plans for you in 2024? So I don't know if they're going to hand these out uh, this Sunday. Uh, hopefully they will. Um, if not, next Sunday they'll start to hand out the envelopes. You can take it home. You can pray with your family. And Pastor Corinne, tell everybody what we do with our family, and, and, and maybe they can have some of those ideas of what they can do with their family. So what we generally do is we pray together, and I know with our kids we will tell them we want you to take some time and listen to what God is saying to you. What is God speaking to you about this coming year? And it'll be amazing the things that God speaks to them when you listen. And um, so we'll begin to write those things. We always do it on the inside flap of this. That way when we go to submit it, we pray over it and we declare those things over our year. Um, but I was just reminded when you said intentionality of just stewardship when, when with the parable of the stewards, you know, like you want to do things with intentionality. It's very important to God that you're intentional with the gifts that he's given you, with the resources that he's given you, and with the time he's given you. So as we enter into this year, we're entering in with that. I love that word, intentionality, and just open ears to what he's saying. I want to encourage you with this because we are ending this year, but it's not over yet. So we had a powerful prayer last night, which, by the way, it's a little plug. We have corporate prayer every first Saturday of the month, and um, it was such a powerful time, and um, one of the things that God just really pressed on my heart was just praying for the people that were still waiting for breakthrough. Um, this is still a year of activation, and he's still activating things, and so hold on to that. It's not over yet, and as we enter into the new year, we're expecting greater things. Amen. God bless you. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.